Right at the top of the show, I want to apologize for the audio quality in this episode. We had uh, some major technical difficulties on my end, and it took my editor, Randy, and I about 24 hours to fix up the audio to this slightly manageable quality. Definitely sounds like I'm in a phone booth in a subway, but hopefully you can at least hear me. Randy really did a great job making sure that it sounded as good as it can. I want to make sure that everyone knows that we will be back with our regular audio quality in the next episode. This was just a technical difficulty, and uh, this is by no means permanent. I'm sorry if this makes any audiophiles' ears start to bleed. And without any further ado, here's the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Talos of Tech podcast. We're up to episode nine now. It's been quite a busy week, and we're once again joined by my co-host, Nick Sweeney. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing great, too. How are you? Pretty good. and. Wanting HomePods, as they are now ordered. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad you got those suckers ordered. Yeah, did you get any? No, I didn't. Aww. No HomePods for Nick? I, I just can't really find a place for it in my life right now. Um, okay. Yeah, That's I, I don't really think it'll fit into my uh, living room ecosystem. I still live with my family. I'm 19. Um, oh, and okay. I, I don't really see that fitting into our living room. I and gotcha. Then, yeah, I, I've got plenty of space for them, and at this point, now that we've got all these smart speakers, it'll be cool to finally have the Apple one, um, and I'm hoping to go all in on it, um, and to see a entire Apple HomeKit accessible smart speaker stuff. I almost feel like I have to at this point. If I, if I weren't a tech review guy, I don't know if I'd get one, but... <laughs> uh, I don't know if they've had a tremendous number of pre-orders. I don't know. The, the shipping, at least a couple days ago, is still uh, available on the 9th. Yeah, last time I checked, they haven't been backordered yet. And I believe they were starting with... That could be one of two reasons. Two reasons. For one, it could just be not that many people are interested in buying it, which I find understandable, given 350 for a smart speaker is pretty, <laughs> pretty ambitious. I mean, the Home yes. Max is cool, but I don't know a lot of people who got that. <laughs> um so getting people into that field is probably going to be a bit tricky. But um, the other reason could be Apple just maybe wanted to wait until they had a sufficient supply of them and before they started starting uh, shipping because probably they were sick of the whole AirPods issue last year, uh, two years ago now, is those being delayed for basically the whole year. So maybe this time they were like, let's just wait till we've got a good number of them. So could be a little of both, but... um. I'm anticipating that they're not no. they're not selling that crazy. I kind of think it's going to end up being a, bit, a bit, a bit like the Apple TV when it first came out back in 2008, I believe. It was just kind of a niche, yeah. niche thing, and then as Apple mm-hmm. invested more time and resources into it, it kind of grew, and now it's an established product line. Sure. Are you hoping that they make multiple versions of them, like cheaper ones and maybe more expensive I, ones I that are louder? I would definitely go or... for a cheaper one. If there's one in like the fifty to hundred dollar price range, even if it's just like a um, Echo Dot for competitor or um, at any of the other a Google Home Mini competitors, I'd probably get it. I could oh. justify that, but okay. just a little too much for nothing. I'm really going to get out of it. I'm not an audiophile, so I think AirPods are just fine. I'm not really sure if I need a, a HomePod specifically. Um, I think that I could uh, do pretty well with uh, just earpods um, mm-hmm. and AirPods, excuse me. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. AirPods, definitely AirPods. Um, I don't really see a place for that in my life currently. Um, I think I could definitely settle for uh, a HomePod between 50 and $100, um, mm-hmm. a little cheaper. I'm not an audiophile, so uh, having right. that better uh, audio quality and tweeters and whatever beam forming mm-hmm. sound doesn't really appeal to me very much, but mm-hmm. I'm glad it's there. Um, I know it's a niche product and uh, it probably end up a bit like the Apple TV, how it started out kind of a, just a very small product line that didn't get very much attention. And then over the years, it kind of grew into a very diverse lineup as we have today with its own app store and TV OS. That's true. Yeah. Do you think they would, they would do a lot better if they made uh, more diverse ones? Like you had a mini one and then a, higher grade one kind of like the google home speakers right now i think at some point they'll get to that um kind of how mm-hmm. they started out with an iphone just the single size and then they added the sure. plus and then the se and mm-hmm. now we're talking about maybe a 6.1 inch lcd but we'll get to that later mm-hmm. um 
so I think they'd, they'd be good to uh, to diversify um, in the future, though. I think right now they need to really uh, nail down uh, AirPlay 2 and uh, multi-room audio True. and all that stuff. Because that's really missing. Yeah. No, I think uh, with the single one, they, they can get an idea of what problems they're going to have with Siri and how it holds up against the competition. And then they can decide from then um, what what needs more improvement and what maybe they can... Uh, compromise on for a cheaper model i think that's probably the angle they're going with right now yeah see what the market looks like getting their toes wet right i think if they did a smaller one it probably would not be like a home mini uh i think what google did with the home mini apple would consider too far like cutting down on speaker quality way too much yeah um i think apple would be like no no no, that sounds horrible we don't even want to say that we made that They'd probably make something that's uh, probably look a lot like the HomePod, but just tinier. Maybe a, a mini one that um, maybe starts at around 100. I would say with Apple, more like 150. Yeah. Um, but that would at least get it into the hands of more people, and more people could be like, oh, okay, see, for the price of AirPods, you can have a speaker that sounds pretty good, and it'll sound a lot better than a than a Home Mini. Um, but, yeah, for the primary reason of being cheap, uh, HomePod SE, if you will. Yeah, um, that would be. But I thought it was interesting that they they ditched the headphone jack on the iPhone and basically nothing else, um, but never put one on the HomePod, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. I'm very okay with that. Yes, all wireless. But they do need to yes. sort their wireless technologies out. I've heard a few tech reviewers um, really go hard at Apple not being able to uh, get the multi-room audio and the peer-to-peer airplay uh, out in time. Um, Oh, really? But I know most of them are probably just buying one HomePod, um, and they probably won't even notice once those features go live. So as an Mm. owner of three AirPods as of the ninth, what what do you think? How do you feel about that? Do you wish that Apple would have maybe delayed the release until like April or later in the year? Um, when they can figure these things the airplay delay two. the airplay two um wait do we correct me if i'm wrong we don't have airplay two yet or we do have it there's extremely limited case where you can use airplay two if you're okay. running the latest beta on mac os you can pair to multiple apple tvs that uh mm-hmm. are in the same room and then play the multi-room audio through the different apple tvs but okay like, you'd have to have multiple apple tvs and a mac and it's just not pretty user oh, friendly. Okay. So, yeah, that's a good question. Like, if they should have waited until AirPlay 2 was a, at a public release to do the HomePod stuff. Yeah. Because I think that'll probably be a big complaint. It already has been a big complaint with all the people getting HomePods right now. Is that, like, the, what is it, the stereo mode where you connect to two at once is not ready yet, and that's oh, coming yeah. later. Um, and, you know, the Google Home Max has already figured that out. But the difference, I think, with Apple and Google is that Google will push something out before it's ready. Um, just for the sake of they want to have it out now. Um, Because like I've said in my videos, I don't know if I'm a single-case scenario based on the comments I've gotten on my videos about the Google Home Max. It sounds like there's other people having issues Um, and and Google making statements about it. Like the fact that, you know, they got the Home Max out there and we all bought it and reviewed it, but now the headphone jack has latency issues, the the Home Max kills Wi-Fi networks, and a lot of problems like that. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if maybe just Apple wants to like wait on those types of things to before they roll them out. But uh, I suppose if they're rolling out the hardware already, then <laughs> it feels kind of counterintuitive. Um, yeah. Well, one thing I noticed, uh, I don't know if everyone caught this, but I think the HomePod really is designed for a wireless future because it's adopting the Bluetooth 5.0 support, which we haven't seen on Mac computers yet, but we see it on the new iPhones that all have Bluetooth 5, mm-hmm. which I believe means that since you're, if you're running a Bluetooth 5.0 iPhone and you're airplaying it to the, or Bluetooth connecting it to the Bluetooth 5.0 HomePod, you'll be able to get much further away um, and probably deliver a much uh, richer, higher sound quality out of it. Yeah. Um, and the Home Max does not have Bluetooth uh, 5. That's still in Bluetooth 4 area. Really? So. Um, yeah, I, I could see how Apple might have a bit more of an edge on reliability because I like to say that's what I'm hoping the HomePod's more reliable for is just 
is more known for is its reliability than the sheer amount of loudness you can push out of it. I, I think the yeah. Home Max is still a bit overkill for consumers, but we'll yeah, see. Well, that's what Apple's known for, overkill, right? Mm-hmm. Their iPhones having right. the best-specced phone currently. Right. No, and I'm ex- I'm so excited to hear it because it's one of those things that, you know, the primary focus of this product is how it sounds. Yeah. And no one really, other than a few people who got to test them early, knows what it sounds like. Um, and you don't get to know that until you unbox it and plug it in. Um, and based on all the reports of what people have said who have messed with it, it sounds really cool because they're saying it's just kind of next level immersion, stuff like that. Yeah. Did did you hear the report that uh, there might not be very good mids um, in the HomePod? Like they have uh, the tweeters and the bass, but I I just saw a headline this morning that uh, they might not have very good uh, mid section. Um, hmm. as far as oh, it might. Yeah, thing. I haven't heard I that. Um, I'm not an audiophile. Usually, <laughs> I'm neither. just like a how how clear is it, and if it's good, then I'm fine. Uh, I'm guessing that they probably. When designing the HomePod, we're deciding like, okay, we've got we've got treble, bass, and mid. Um, if we if we nail two of these things, then people won't mind much of the of the lacking one. Yeah. Uh, so they probably just saw tweeters subwoofer make that the priority. And yeah. if the mids aren't all there, not as many people will notice. And I I'd probably fall into that category. Sadly, yep. um, is that I. I when I'm reviewing speakers or when I'm reviewing sound quality, I'm typically looking for bass. That's how I determine mm-hmm. like how how <laughs> premium of a speaker it is. And based on the fact that it's a pretty large subwoofer in there, I'm guessing that I'm gonna like the the sound of it. Yeah, but it likely won't get to the volume of the max. I think that's really really loud, really really overkill. Um, and, and the HomePod's really small. Uh, it's only as right. tall as an Apple Pencil is. So uh, it's it's significantly smaller than the Max, which it's priced fairly close to it. Um, so I think that'll probably be a tough sell for a lot of people. Um, especially, uh, it's going to have a hard uh, competition when it's competing with Alexa and the Google speakers, which are much, just much, much cheaper. Um, so this, like you said, is probably more of a niche, like this is really just for the Apple enthusiasts. Um, and it might be a few months or a few years before they make, um, the cheaper ones that more and more people can experiment with. But yeah, I, I I don't think it'll be one of the top selling Apple products this year. I think it's more of a, a a toe in the water for Apple, just kind of experimenting. They they have quite the history with sound and music, so and they have the iPod, the iPod Hi-Fi system. Mm-hmm. They've revolutionized the music industry with iTunes, and you know even back to the early days with the Macs, they were always right. uh, very eager to get on the music train. So mm-hmm. I think and kind uh, of exclusively bringing it to Apple Music, I think, is a turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah, true. Do you think that um, they'll ever like allow users to do Spotify or? other third-party um, applications like Pandora um, on the home yeah. or do you think they'll keep it exclusive? Well, I, I kind of think of it as, you know, you can still load all that stuff on your phone and just Bluetooth connect to the HomePod and it would it would technically do it. But yeah, um, I feel like it's one of those things where if you're willing to spend 350 on a smart speaker, <laughs> I'm guessing you have Apple Music. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> like uh, if you don't have uh, Apple Music and you have Spotify, then you're more likely to buy uh, an Alexa or a Google speaker. But I, I yeah. think more of the HomePod include, uh, inclusion is just the, the Appleness of it, the fact that it's Siri built in and not anything else. And um so yeah, they might add that at some point, but I think that not anytime soon. It's gonna it's gonna stay a Apple Music exclusive, and Apple's pretty for sure that they have the best music streaming service. I think they do. I've messed yeah. with Spotify before, and it's good. They're they're all pretty close in terms of what they can do. But yeah, I'm I'm fine with sticking on the Apple Music side of things. Yeah, <laughs> definitely want to stay in the ecosystem. Um, right. I know with uh, the Beats X headphones, Apple included a uh, three-month free trial of Apple Music. Do oh, you think right, that there'll yeah. be any free trial bundled in with the HomePods? I don't know. There really like, should be. I mean, yeah. I guess there's a 
anytime you haven't had Apple Music, don't you get three months of free trial anyway? Yeah, so I, need to, I need to count. That I suppose had... that if you buy a HomePod and you didn't have Apple Music, you at least get three months of it free. It's just kind of one of those... Uh, it, some people would classify it as the annoying inclusion of you will subscribe to our service. Like, yes. you don't have a choice, uh, which I guess is kind of Apple's way of doing things. It's our way is the best way. So that'll deter a lot of people, and I'm sure that, you know, like yourself, a lot of people just can't justify buying that, um, spending all that money on something that you can't really fit into your lifestyle. But what I imagine getting annoying is now every every time you go to an Apple store, there's going to be a really loud <laughs> speaker oh, yeah. going off in the back, just because they need to annoying. demo it. Mm -hmm. yeah, all those carrier stores that always have, like, JBLs or, like, even Target that has those... <sighs> It's like five different nuts. songs playing at 100% volume at the same time. Just yeah. like, ay, ay, ay. Why did can they the, think this was a good idea? Yeah. Can the Apple stores have like a dedicated uh, sound section? Where yeah. They have a soundproofing door <laughs> that they go behind and they're like, okay, now we'll listen to the HomePod. But I could clearly, uh, I love the idea of them diversifying that lineup because I don't, I don't have many good things to say about Google, but that's one thing I think they did right was the, the speaker lineup. They went from mm -hmm. extremely cheap, uh, probably a little too cheap, and then all the way up to overkill to where it's the loudest smart speaker, sounds really good, but also gets unbearably loud to the point where it's like, this should almost never be at 100. I, I, I believe we've set our home max to 100% like, a total of 10 times in the Yikes. times we've owned it it's just you can't be in a place and play that for a long time uh it's just completely over the top um so i'm and i and i've listened to the regular google home the one that's been out for a couple of years now and yeah. i still think that that's not quite premium enough so when i'm looking at the home pod i'm feeling that's going to be kind of the perfect middle ground like it can get really loud sounds really good uh, but not too loud, not so overkill that you're never going to use it, and it's small enough that you can put it in uh, portable places. Whereas the Home Max is heavy; it's like taking a microwave somewhere anytime you move it or something. So, Thanks. I'm I'm guessing that because just I'm an Apple sheep, I, <laughs> HomePod's going to fit in perfectly in between all of those different uh, speakers. But yeah, I'd love to see all. Uh, Apple's idea of how to diversify that evenly, having a cheap one that sounds pretty good and a giant one that rocks the house. And yeah, I'm curious to see where this lineup goes. Do you think uh, after? Um, sorry, going back to the uh, AirPlay and peer-to-peer -peer and like multi-speaker. Oh yeah, setup, yeah. Since you're getting three HomePods, do you think mm -hmm. that you'll be able to tether those in the future at some point? That would be kind of cool having three home yeah, pods all on the same yeah. desk acting as stereo speakers <laughs> i don't know if three can do the stereo mode but um my definite idea my plan was to get two um and eventually i wasn't planning on getting two up front but uh since i figured the max i'm not keeping regardless yeah. might as well get them now um because i didn't want to wait for shipping but it turns out i had nothing to worry about <laughs> yeah but um Either way, I decided, like, it'd be really cool if just my iMac Pro setup was a HomePod on either side, and yeah. they paired as stereo, and then that was my iMac Pro setup. Um, so that's why I got the the two space gray. Um, but yeah, that was another idea I had, is just because the office is so big now, we could easily have one uh, in each room, and then mess around with the multi-room support, or I'm hoping Siri has a type of play on all speakers mode. I don't know if they do that yet, but what I'm hoping the HomePod does is encourage Apple to um, really push Siri to be more functional and more Definitely. competitive uh, next to the other speakers now that they have a whole product line that basically the only way with interacting is Siri. So I'm hoping it pushes it, but yeah, I, I, I'm really glad I'm not getting just one because now I can experiment with all the different modes down the line. So yeah. I'm planning on keeping them. And that's, they'll that's have good. places, I'm sure. <laughs> Where do you think you'll put them? Uh, probably one in the tech room, one in the podcast room, or, or where are you thinking? Um, we've been spending a lot of time recently in the gaming room. We might put one in there, which okay. would be kind of ironic because yeah. there's the least amount of Apple stuff in there. Uh, but likely the kitchen, maybe, or the, but yeah, like you said, the tech room. Or I don't know. I, I kind of really like that idea of them stereo pairing pairing so as soon as that mode's available i think i'll probably keep the two space gray ones together and then the yeah. white one can go 
in the kitchen or the gaming room, wherever. That's that's our freebie. We can move it freely to wherever. <laughs> or maybe you just need another three home pods on top of your current three yes. to get one for every Of course, room. three's not enough. You got to have one. I, in the I thought about too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I thought about taking one home, but I, I. My my apartment's very empty, and there's not much there. <laughs> I, I would if I brought it back home, I would have to find a whole new set array of uh, smart home devices anyway. So, yeah, I I figured, nah, this is my Apple Sheep Kingdom. It makes the most sense to get everything here. Smart. If they made a mobile HomePod, Ooh. I'd be really eager to get that. I guess that's any iPhone. But uh, <laughs> if, they, if they made like a. It looks just like a HomePod, but also has a battery packed into it. Maybe it's a little wider or something. That'd be cool, just to haul around. Yeah, like a boombox. I would get that. Yeah, I love my Mega Boom. I would use that all the time. Yeah. So did it's you, just cool. When when you ordered your HomePods, did you opt for any Apple Care? I didn't, uh, mostly because when they <laughs> asked about it, it was like, well, what am I gonna do to the HomePod? Yeah. Apple <laughs> I mean it. For people who don't know, there's still there's still a limited warranty you get no matter what. Um, meaning, like if there, if there's defective or glitchy, it's probably just like AirPods. You know, you can take it back and they'll replace it. But if you get the Apple Care one, I'm not sure what that protects. But I saw it was thirty nine dollars, I believe. Yep, thirty nine dollars. I'm not sure what that'd be. Quite the party you'd have to be having to wreck <laughs> yeah. an entire HomePod. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I plan on setting them up and then never moving them after that so i'm yep. not exactly sure um what the apple care covers but i guess you got to have apple care on everything if they drop it in water someone will do it yeah waterproof home that's pot. likely have it like right on top of your punch bowl or <laughs> party i'm curious of the texture because i've i've yeah. felt a lot of different speakers in the past and like the google homes kind of have this fabricy. Uh, top to them but it's very solid it doesn't flex in any way uh the mega boom kind of has something similar but it's a bit more um woven you you can Mm -hmm. feel the grain of it um i'm looking at the fabric mesh of the home pods and i and i'm curious if that's like a a flexible fabric or if it's more of like a hard uh unmoving kind i'm not sure i'm excited to try it out i'm excited to see you try it out (laughs) there's not a lot of different uh brand new product lines that are launched from apple so this should be interesting i'm curious so so speaking of uh new and old product lines obviously Mm -hmm. apple is always trying to reinvent ios yes quite the news week this week not only did we get HomePods announced for pre-order available Mm -hmm. for pre-order but there were some software things can you tell me about some of those what's your favorite part of (laughs) 11.3 oh yeah 11.3 uh, I was curious what you were referring to. Uh, by far, iCloud Messages. I've been waiting for that so long. <laughs> yes. Um, and I was almost certain they were ditching it because um, yeah. they grayed out the option in Messages and they had just said, nah, uh, we're not going to do that anymore. Maybe they found out it would take up too much cloud storage um, and they couldn't do that yet. But, yeah, no, they turned it on. And now... Uh, from what I believe, you can't turn it off. Or maybe if you just say not now, then they don't turn it on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, when I look in settings and messages, I don't see a iCloud messages off. So I believe they ask you at once when you open messages. And then if you say use iCloud messages, they, there's a little alert at the bottom that says, you know, syncing with iCloud. Um, yeah. And then that goes and you're done. And I'm so happy about that. And it's kind of... Weird, because I won't know if it works until later. <laughs> yeah, when you get a new iPhone. Um, if I get a new iPhone or new iOS device and boot up, and then the messages will appear, I'll be like, okay, it does work. Um, yeah. But I guess we'll find out in time. But I've been wanting that for a very long time, so yes, I'm glad definitely. it finally came here. Quite randomly. Just looking in settings, there is a toggle under iCloud in 11.3 oh, okay. that allows you to toggle messages. I don't know if that turns that out makes on sense, or off. That but... it would be in iCloud instead of messages yeah yeah i don't know yeah much, that works i what's that how much space did uh uploading your messages to icloud save you uh from what i believe not much um really if i look in icloud settings here let me take a look i have the 200 gigabyte uh plan okay and most of it's used by photos um, yeah me too i'm not sure if that counts as the 
the messages. If I look under manage storage here, it'll tell me. Um, messages takes up 2.9 gigs on the iCloud. Um, so most people get five gigs for free. So I know mm-hmm. it doesn't take up too much, but what it does do is free up all that space on your phone to begin with. Yes. Because um, I believe now all that stuff won't be stored locally, which I didn't care about anyway because I had the, I usually have the largest storage yeah. option. But um, it is nice for people with uh, smaller storage phones because iOS 11 runs on pretty old devices that used to have, I believe, the 16 gigs. So yep. I, I could see that being very useful for people now that that's not stored locally. But I was mostly excited for messages because I hated that um, – I would have all these histories with people and all their mm-hmm. conversations were yep. saved. But as soon as I got a new devices, it was gone. I, I kind of hated that about buying a new phone, but now yeah, I don't have too. to worry about it. So that's good. I've, I've gone through many uh, interesting processes to try to keep my messages, just making yeah. iTunes backups and then going through some oh, yeah, yeah, file yeah. history thing. And I don't know what I did, but <laughs> I followed the I guy. I think there was worked. a program I found that... Yeah. Uh, I back up, download I believe. them all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a sponsor of this show. I've heard of that. But... No. <laughs> it was something like forty dollars. I was like, eh, yeah. Yeah. No yeah. It it I've I've been keeping a message history basically since I've had an iPhone. I've been very careful mm-hmm. to keep mine um from phone to phone. Um right now mm-hmm. it's taking eighteen point eight gigabytes in my iCloud storage messages. Wow. So it was exciting to get that off my Dang. phone. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that probably took a while to upload. I guess I never realized when it happened. Like you never really got a loading bar. Like for a split second, I saw at the no, bottom really. of the feed it was saying uploading items to iCloud, and then it disappeared mm-hmm. pretty quickly. I was like, "There's yeah, no I way saw that, that too. it uploaded it all of them already." <laughs> I was wondering if like maybe it did all of the the text part of it first, and that's what it's showing. Because I imagine backing up just the text themselves is probably not that hard. It's just kilobytes of data. Yeah. But, um, Perhaps after that, it starts working on the pictures, and that's more held in the background. Pictures and videos, I'm guessing, take up the most. Definitely. But, it's yeah, pretty big I'm, quick. I'm really glad they did that. I saw and there was some leak. I don't think it was iOS 11.3. Um, they, they found reference to uh, a product referred to as modern iPad, yes, um, which I people were that. getting excited for because the iPhone X was referred to as the modern iPhone. In old code, Ooh. so they were think they were assuming that that meant uh, an iPad with Face ID. So that kind of confirmed it for a lot of people. I can't wait! Yeah, <laughs> I just spent all this money on my last one, and how the <laughs> new ones the about to come Ap- around. The Apple sheep in me already has his credit card out. Oh, Let goody. me buy it, please. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do more uh, something more interesting with the color options. I was kind of hoping that the iPad lineup would follow more what the iPhone 7 uh color options did but they but they stuck with the traditional gray, silver, rose gold, gold. I was like, "Oh, I wish yeah. they would they would get more creative with that. I would love to see like a matte black iPad or a product red or I'm curious if this time because of the iPhone 10, maybe they'll go with stainless steel edges Ooh. on an iPad. I don't know. Like there's so many That'd uncertainties. Cool. But at the same time there's a bunch of certainties like Okay, Face ID, of course, that'll be there. Um, yeah. But we don't know about wireless charging. It's like that's something they might take a big jump towards or they might decide, nah, it's uh, too big of a change and we'd have to make expensive wireless chargers and stuff like that. But I really want them to take that jump. I think it'd be cool if they they were the first company to do wireless charging on a device that big. Mm-hmm. It'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, probably take up a whole air power just to charge it. it- yeah, I was going to say. Then the like I'm guessing this air power thing is not like chi charging. No. I'm there's assuming no way it can that be. It's, Yeah, I I'm assuming it's more than just like three coils on the inside. Yeah. Um so that wherever you put your phone it charges it. I'm guessing that because it charges these tiny little AirPods and it also can charge your tiny little Apple Watch, there must be some kind of different technique with the inductive charging that's better somehow. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, couldn't they implement that type of charging into the iPad so that the air power is big enough you can just rest your iPad on it and start charging? That'd be impressive. That would be very impressive. Mm-hmm. Love that. I, I, I saw recent... that watch. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I saw that uh, 
watchOS 4.3 was available to beta, uh, beta developers, and it adds, for one, it adds a new charging animation, which was really neat. And yes. second, it adds um, nightstand mode in portrait, which means that mm-hmm. your Apple Watch does not have to be on its side uh, to activate nightstand, and people were saying this is... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill because it's getting ready for air power so maybe the air power release is not that far away maybe they're Mm -hmm. uh getting software at least ready for it um but i'm really excited for that because i don't know i just i i can think of so many places i want to put an air power mat so i'm very worried about how much it's gonna cost (laughs) it's gonna be expensive i know it gonna be like the price of a home pod Oh, I hope not. I'm hoping it's more like 200. You know, a lot of people say that's too much, and I'm like, eh, it's Apple. Yeah, you it's never going to shock us. <laughs> never underestimate the power of Apple. That's right. Positioning mm-hmm. a price. <laughs> yeah, right. I was I was experimenting um, with some really cheap Qi chargers I found on Amazon oh, yeah? that I'm pretty sure are going to give me cancer. But oh, oh well. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. uh, I know, yeah. oh well. Oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, I found uh, some tea chargers on Amazon for like $2.30 or something. So I ordered like mm. six of them. And I figured, hey, this will be a fun little experiment. We'll see if they work. And you know, yeah, yeah. if I can make my own air power kind of a thing using multiple coils. Custom um, air power, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did come up with something, but I found mm-hmm. out that if you stuff too many coils in too small of a space, none of the coils will work. It's kind of funny. Oh, really? Yeah. So it it's has to be the only thing in the vicinity of the iPhone's charge coils on the back mm. needs to just be one single T-charger. You can't have like two or three like overlaid. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to experiment with different shapes like... A, and the Olympic rings, you know how those are organized, oh, kind yeah, of overlaying yeah, yeah. a little. I tried, I tried doing that. I mm-hmm. couldn't get them to charge, but separately they worked That's fine. That's weird. So okay. Anyway, definitely different technology and air power. It'd be exciting to right. see the tear towns, tear downs, and see what mm-hmm. um, everyone sees inside. Yeah. Do you know? I'm not sure. Does the because I got mixed reports saying that all Series threes will charge with air power, but Series twos do not. Yes, that's what I've heard. Um, so there's something hardware-wise they've added to the Series Three Apple Watch to fit for air power, yeah, and I'm not exactly so. sure what it is. I don't. I don't think it's like a. I don't think it's the same thing as Qi because no Qi charger can charge an Apple Watch right now. Um, uh, I got I got one of my Qi chargers to pause my watch for like a mill uh, charge my watch for like a millisecond. Yeah, no, I did that same thing. I remember <laughs> vlogging like, oh, it. I had it's that. Working. Yeah, I had that. <laughs> I had that mobile uh, Qi charger, Um, and when I put my watch on that, I could get it to charge for about a second, Uh uh, and then it would turn off. Yeah, Um, as soon as it locks, it it stops charging. mm -hmm. So there's something, it's something similar, but it's definitely not like an actual supported mode. So whatever they put in the Series 3 Apple Watch, it it can do something like Qi, but it isn't Qi. It's it's something different. So I'm, I'm wishing Apple would uh elaborate more on that or how it's going to work or hopefully one day make a a charge mat like the size of a big mouse pad and you can put your yes. laptop on it and charge it that yes. way i'm excited to see that happen and come to life yeah i'd love Please, doing apple. That. no cables any day now i'll pay whatever you ask <laughs> yeah any that would day. be a very expensive charge mat. <laughs> it would be yeah but it would be worth it I, I think so never having to worry about plugging things in again that's that's better than magsafe there's no yeah. wire <laughs> no wire strip on look at mm-hmm. that exactly uh, so uh i know you have an old six plus right um yes that's have my frankenstein phone yes have you experimented with the battery management options in 11.3 well there well, there isn't any right now um 11.3 just turns off um the down throttling feature, yeah. which Apple implemented, uh, but there, but there's no right now. There's no setting that reactivates it. Yeah. Um. So I think 
that they're correct in saying that the down throttling and showing your battery health options will be an option, but it, it wasn't in 11.3. I thought it would be. So um, I do have 11.3 on my 6 Plus now, and I can say that I don't really notice a change in the, the performance, other than when you do like a Geekabench test, you see the scores being higher. But um, I really think that people blew up at Apple about the, the down throttling thing wrongly, because I think what they're confusing is the fact that their phone is old and that mm-hmm. there's a laggy operating system on it because things slow down over time. You know, the phone is running operating an, an operating system. It wasn't made to run. Um, yep. It can work on that phone, but it it's going to mean that when time goes on, your battery degrades. Uh, lots, lots of parts of the phone degrade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to run as good as it used to. Yeah, uh, and I think they took all of that lagging and they took all of that slow down thing and now thought, oh, that's because Apple is making it do that. Like mm-hmm. that must be an Apple thing, and I don't think that's what it is. Um, I I think Apple downclocked the CPU, which means that you know when you export something in iMovie, it exports slower now. Yeah. Um, or you're installing a new operating system update, it updates slower because the CPU is slower. That's what I think it truly affects. Because having run eleven point three on my six plus, the the laggy. Parts of it are still there. It's not like it, it runs buttery smooth now. It's not like it's just yeah. been fully uh, uh, throttled to its maximum speed. I mean, I'm sure that now things are faster in iMovie and when you software update, but I don't think in terms of actual glitchiness or, or app loading times and lag in the home screen or whatever, that's yeah. still going to be there. And people are probably going to get upset when they find out that no, that wasn't that wasn't Apple. That's just your phone getting old. <laughs> yep, I kind of liken it to a car. You don't expect mm-hmm. a 2005 car to work just as good as it did when you first bought it there. Exactly, and replacing one thing does not fix the whole car. You know, it's yeah, just, know. there's a lot of moving parts. It's not gonna fix the brakes. Sure, I mean replacing the whole engine doesn't even fix nope. everything. There's there's still gonna be issues as time goes on. It's just how technology works. Things age. And I think that based on the fact that phones age and they get slower and they get laggier over time, people were thinking, oh, all of that must be because of Apple. The Apple did all this intentionally. It was like... Just to sell more iPhones. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> it makes your phone last longer. You right. Exactly. Yeah. They're they're just trying to help. And this is, this is how they get repaid. <laughs> yeah. Getting lost. Getting sued. Poor Apple. Yeah, yeah, they're not poor. They're, they'll be fine. No, they're rich. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they say on February first or second, whenever their earnings call. Yeah, is. that's right. That's coming up. Yeah, We're gonna see how they did on iPhone ten sales. That's what I'm most curious about because the rumor keeps going around that they didn't do too well. But I think that means they didn't exceed all expectations. They met yeah. expectations, which was already pretty high. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm assuming is going to happen. We'll see. I would I would agree with that, but we will see. Mm-hmm. So so the last little fun thing in iOS eleven point three was some new animojis. What yeah, is your favorite four. animojis? Yeah, I gotta love that dragon one. It's very yes. detailed. <laughs> it's got all this is, little. Mm-hmm. It, that is my favorite part. I, I wish that all the other animojis could see your eyes moving because sometimes it's kind of fun to like look away or or whatever, mm-hmm. dude different things with eye tracking and i was thinking if the iphone 10 can detect when you're looking at it with Mm -hmm. face id then why can't they add this into animoji and right right i wish they could add in tongue tracking i know it's not that important but if they were able to notice when your tongue sticks out i think that'd be funny because that's what you're made to do with animojis i thought that'd be fun to see i know it's probably asking for too much but I, i feel like conan could figure that out yeah, I don't think it'll be too much, but I mm-hmm. think that that'll be the feature that 11.3 is remembered for in five years. The new yes. emojis, because, you know, <laughs> that's all people care about in reality. I think and that'll be all the, that matters. Yeah, you know how people only update their phone because they're new emojis every mm-hmm. once in a while. I think that'll that's be right. a reason why they update their phone. It'll Ooh, be tricky with a uh, 2018 iPhone because that'll also have an emojis. So will Apple make better animojis that are exclusive Ooh. to the plus model so if you buy the plus 
iPhone 10 Plus, then you get certain animojis that everyone else doesn't. That'll be controversial. We'll find out. <laughs> Exclusivity. That's right. That's what Apple's built on. Yep. Can you think of some exclusive features that the 10 Plus would have that the regular 10 won't um, this year? Multitasking. Um, yeah, that's I, possible. I would for sure like to see PIP, picture-in-picture. Oh, but, really? Um, yeah, I, I think I would use that like a lot. Just even watching your YouTube videos sometimes. I don't want right. to only be in YouTube. I'd like to... <laughs> have a little tip window and be able to manage mm-hmm. my email or text someone or do something else. Um, well, sadly we know because of the iPad that YouTube wouldn't add pip anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sadness. I, I think Safari YouTube. supports it on the Mac. So if you, yes. I know on the Mac, if you're on the web version of YouTube, you can run a pip window through there. So maybe you just right. have to... I think I brought that up once. It's very backwards. Twitch supports picture in picture on iOS, but they don't support it on Mac. Whereas Uh-oh. YouTube supports picture-in-picture picture on Mac, but not iOS. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why it works that way, but uh, oh it's just the, the players, I guess, for some reason. Yep. No one ever mm-hmm. agrees on anything. See, I think that'll be, I think sh- that'll be the main standout feature um, on the 10 Plus. On the, on the 10 Plus. Yeah, I, there's not much I can think of. I, I, I suppose that the cameras might have some kind of advantage. Maybe when they're designing a phone that is much larger now. Uh, they can embed a larger sensor or something because mm-hmm. we've reached the point now where, you know, the old exclusive with the plus models ever since there was a plus model was the, the iPhone six plus had optical image stabilization. Yeah. Um, and then when they moved up to the seven plus, it had a dual camera. Uh, but this year we're going to have two sized phones. I, I'm, I'm still assuming the 6.1 inch won't be a thing. I, I don't want it. Yeah. To be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have the iPhone 10 and 10 Plus, both will have dual cameras, both of which are optically stabilized. So mm-hmm. what will the 10 Plus camera-wise be exclusive to? I'm not sure. I'm guessing maybe a larger sensor or something, so maybe more megapixels, or maybe for some reason the, the 10 Plus will do 5K or whatever. I don't know. Some kind of minor upgrade. I'm not sure, but I'm curious <laughs> to see how that turns out. Yeah, that would Also, be price. I don't know what 10 plus will start at. It's probably going to be crazy. Yeah, well, you get it on a monthly plan. It's only five dollars more or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah probably I could see that. <laughs> yeah, Extra five dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I think also the iPhone 10 has been rumored. Uh, 10 plus, excuse me, has been rumored to have a single cell L-shaped battery. So right now on the iPhone 10, that's right. I saw that dual cell mm-hmm. battery that's shaped like an L. But I think somehow mm-hmm. they're trying to get it to be a, an L-shaped battery, a single cell that should provide a little more power. Yeah, and, that'll be interesting. I, I, I've seen a lot of interesting reports about the L-shaped in the in the regular 10 because uh, you know how lithium degrades over time. Yeah. Um, so I've heard they programmed each battery in the 10 because it technically has two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both at the exact same percentage at all times. They have to drain them equally. Huh. Um that way you don't have one that gets degraded over time and the other one doesn't. Uh, That's interesting. I think just for power usage, they had to make sure those were even. Yeah, I was curious, like, well, if you made one always go out first, that means the second one would almost never get used um, because yeah. it would only be used below 50. So it would be, it'd be weird to see how that ages. But, yeah, I'm glad they're working on a way to combine it for the next one. I'm not sure if that means either this year's or the last year's iPhone 10 will degrade faster in terms of battery. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm curious, that Plus will probably have a really long battery life. Think of how big that battery is. Yeah. The iPhone 8 Plus's battery, plus a little extra because they have the smaller logic board. That's right. They can stuff it all into a smaller space. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting battery <laughs> life. It'll probably get closer to 14 or 15 hours. I'm not, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that, that would be nice. larger screen will use more battery or something. I don't know. Yeah, that is always a compromise. Maybe they'll make mm-hmm. it a little thicker. I could totally go for an iPhone 10 Plus that's mm-hmm. as thick as a silicon case, but with mm-hmm. no camera bump. And sure, sure. I'd totally sign up for that. That would be awesome. 
Yeah, I've always favored features over thinness. In fact, I don't know a lot of people who prefer thinness, which is why I'm glad there's this new Apple trend of making things thicker recently Mm -hmm. for the sake of more stuff. A lot of people forget that. Steve Jobs was around. He was all about making things thinner. And for a long time, it was... That that was every single year. They're thinner than before. They're thinner than before. But I think the seven was the first time uh, they stopped that trend and said, ah, "This is this is actually slightly thicker, but the battery's better." Or, I believe oh, it was the, the I believe it was the six plus. Um, they made it slightly thicker. The I'm sorry, six S. Excuse me. Yes, 6S. right. It had the yeah. it had new version of aluminum too. Yeah, made it a little uh, more. And when I go back to holding my six plus, I'm always kind of shocked by that. I'm like, man. They made these things super thin, but honestly, I don't think it was worth it. I think I'd rather have the bigger battery and stuff. Yeah. Apple was first to the flexible smartphone market. Yeah, that's right. Bend gate. Because it happened at 10 phones. Therefore, yes. everyone, well, everyone's is bent. Unbox therapy. <laughs> like, applied a bunch of pressure on it, and it bent. Yes. How dare he they? Was, he was half of them. Yep. <laughs> he was five of those. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've never. My, I still have my six plus. It's perfectly straight. There's no no bendness to it at all. <laughs> it's Apple engineering for you. That's Don't it, abuse yeah. it. It'll last. Mm-hmm. So uh, the last part of software updates that we got this week um, was Mac OS ten point thirteen point four beta one. That's a mouthful. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, it it had a few two interesting things basically. Um, mm-hmm. There were references um, inside the code for a standalone podcast app, and oh, really? I don't know how you feel about that, but I think iTunes is bloated as it is right now, and it really needs mm-hmm. to be cleaned up. And they need to fix that as soon as possible because you have like music, so movies, a... TV shows, like all these mm-hmm. different little submenus, and then the store inside of each one of those submenus, and the search box has, yeah, it's bloated. So I, I, I would really like to see them in the next build, like 10.14, whatever it is mm-hmm. in WWDC, yeah. um, them split all those apps up and have like podcast, music, and movies, or whatever. Yeah, they could kind of do what is going on on iOS. It'd be kind of interesting to have like the... You know, they have the Mac App Store, then next to that you have iTunes Store, and then you have a second app just for Apple Music, and that's yep. where all your music is, and then a podcast app. Yeah. No, I think you're right. That's a good idea. I'd prefer that. I hope they go that route, because I agree, iTunes is kind of annoying to sort through now with all of its different subsections, especially now there's Apple Music, which is separate from your personal library, and now there's video content coming to Apple Music. It's just all over the place. So yeah. yeah. No, that's a good idea. That's there's one thing I can look forward to for the next Mac OS build ten point fourteen or whatever. Yeah. Well another thing you can look forward to is uh possibly unsupported thirty two bit apps. So uh for those who don't know, sixty four bit apps are what almost all computers are made these days on. Um double the architecture. Um, and then iOS, I believe the 5C was the last iPhone that was sold that ran 32-bit architecture. And just recently in oh. iOS 11, um, Apple removed support for 32-bit apps um, from the App Store. So if you try to go open a 32-bit app on iOS 11, it'll say, sorry, I can't do that. The developer needs to update itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but likely that's coming to the Mac uh, in the summer as well. Um, so I'd love to see all the haters get all upset about their 32-bit apps not working. But <laughs> 32-bit is such an old standard that kind of means that developers haven't touched their app in like three or four years. So. That's true. No, anyway. yeah, I think that Apple's always known for getting people to move along with new new modes and new features. Yes. So yeah, that would apply to 32-bit as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Just want to slide that in there. Let's talk about oh, sure. the most annoying rumor on planet Earth this week: a six-point-one-inch <laughs> LCD iPhone. Yeah, God, I hope that's not true. I really don't want that at all. I don't understand why people keep calling a seven-hundred-dollar iPhone a budget <laughs> iPhone. That's how is that in the realm of cheap? Nope. Five I guess it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't what do you think of the do you think any of this is true or do you think everyone's just completely wrong? 
I hope everyone's wrong, and I totally get your point with Apple faking us out, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm scared. Uh, I I wouldn't get one, like, not in a million years. No. Um, it doesn't have 3D touch. Like, that's kind of the biggest holdup for me, in the rumor, at least. It's not supposed to have 3D mm-hmm. touch. And since the iPhone 6S, we've been moving towards every single iPhone having 3D touch. And I think if the Apple Watch has 3D touch. I know, yeah. So does MacBook. Force touch, yeah. Force touch, yeah. Force touch MacBooks. Hasn't come to the iPad yet, but it'll get there. Um, But I think Apple has been moving um, towards a future where 3D touch is standard and app developers can... App developers can design their apps um, to have 3D touch support um, and like have that mm-hmm. as a baseline. Like I know every single iPhone is going to have 3D touch, and I think they've been moving towards that. The last phone right now that's not sold with 3D touch is the SE, and hopefully they fix that with the SE two. Yeah. Um, and then once that happens, in like two or three mm-hmm. years, I could totally see Apple redesigning iOS from the ground up with 3D touch in mind. Like, maybe they can remove the share buttons or, you know, like, like a right mouse click on a, on a computer. Sometimes you don't know that mm-hmm. if you, there's no visual cue to say if you right mouse click on Safari on the dock, that'll give you the force quit option. And so I think mm-hmm. we could do other things with 3D Touch uh, on the iOS user interface to to kind of make it a little more mainstream. But I think, main point here, if Apple yeah. does do this non-3D Touch 6.1 inch LCD iPhone. They're setting themselves back like three or four years in this whole future of getting everyone on 3D touch. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's kind of infuriating. Yeah, I don't think they would bet all of that. Yeah, I don't think they would bet all of that new, uh, new display size because that would be the largest display we've ever seen in an iPhone before. Um, if you're just not counting the fact that the 10 plus would hopefully be coming out alongside yeah. it, um, the fact that they would bet all of their, you know, they would have to design displays so differently to get it to accommodate the, the rounded corners and face ID notch and not implement 3d touch all for a $700 price point. Like <laughs> that, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't seem worth it to me because that is by no means a budget iPhone. You're spending seven hundred dollars. No. You're you, why not at that point? You know the iPhone eight and eight plus will be closer to five hundred, six hundred bucks by then. Yep. Um, having a display without three D touch or that lower pixel density that's LCD with the curved cur- with the curved corners and the notch on the largest display of an iPhone, other than the ten plus, which I don't think a lot of people will get just because it's too overbearing. But man. Yeah. That's such a that's such a gamble, and for seven hundred bucks, you know the iPhone eight and eight plus will be closer to five hundred, six hundred at that point, and they'll have three D touch, they'll have a dual camera, mm-hmm. they'll have wireless charging. I don't get how uh, none none of the rumors make sense to me. I, I no. personally think it could be Apple just trying to flood the rumors with bad stuff, so that people people don't um, expect too much and they keep anticipation low. Yeah, Control or again, like discontinuing the iPhone 10. Maybe that encourages people to get it now. I don't know. These yeah. are just theories of mine. <laughs> Apple has They've many got... full-time employees that com- that contemplate all of these things. Try to that's true. That's predict true. what yeah. people will do based on leaks. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. If it does, I don't believe all of the rumors are going to be true about it. Uh, I can't imagine Apple maybe going with a 6.1-inch display instead of a a 6.5, so maybe we're getting a combination of a bunch of different rumors. Maybe it's it's a 10-plus rumor mixed with an iPhone SE rumor. Yeah. uh, Just kind of all jumbled into one. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe the 10-plus will have a dual camera, but the regular 10 won't, and they'll, they'll work more on a, how would you say, like a, like a portrait mode, without dual camera so they'll figure out how the Pixel 2 did it and implement yeah. it themselves. I don't know. There's I think there's other rumors that are getting crisscrossed. That's what it sounds like to me because them making basically an iPhone 6 Plus and <laughs> charging $700 for it. It doesn't seem believable to me. Yeah. I don't know. 
I, I feel like it kind of feels like uh, the iPhone 7 Pro rumors that we heard about, like, way yeah, a long time ago. Kinda. There's kind yeah. of like these random rumors, like, oh, smart connector with dual camera, but then there's going to be one that doesn't have a dual mm-hmm. camera, but still the plus size with no smart connector. But that right. never panned out. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. Yeah, I'm still guessing on three iPhones this year. I'm still guessing on a, a refreshed SE2 with a wireless charging. So it just gets kind of the eight treatment. So no, yeah. no face ID on it, just touch ID and the regular size bezels, but it'll have the wireless charging and the faster CPU, maybe ditch the headphone jack. Um, so get the iPhone eight treatment and then the two iPhone 10 like, so you have your regular 5.8 inch with faster CPU, thinner camera, yeah. better camera, all that. And then the 10 plus, that's what I'm still betting on. I don't, I really doubt the LCD uh, 6.1 inch rumors. It seems silly. Yeah. Hopefully. All we can mm-hmm. do is hope. <laughs> yeah, we'll hope. Well, I, I'm hoping the rumors turn around because the rumors keep saying like it's going to happen. And I'm like, no, please don't. Yes. Hopefully not. That happens. Goodness. I don't know what Apple's mm-hmm. thinking. Well, do you have anything <laughs> else to add to this discussion before we move on to our brand new segment? Oh, okay. Um, let me look at my notes. Here. I guess not really. No, let's okay. go to your new segment. All right. So, um, not sure what we're going to call this segment, but we have definitely wanted to uh, connect with our fans more through the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I've been collecting some comments from Twitter and YouTube, and um, we did a Twitter poll um, a little while ago, and that indicated that about ninety percent of you guys on Twitter would like to have some kind of a phone number that you can call mm-hmm. and then record a voicemail that we will then play and respond to on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is a really good middle ground uh, between the people who wanted to be on the podcast, but mm. obviously we can't have every single person on Twitter right. on the podcast right. because that would take mm-hmm. a while. Um, so I think if we uh, set up this voicemail um, that we have, um, you can leave a message, try to leave it between 30 seconds and a minute, try to keep it short, um, ask a good question or make a good comment, and uh, we'll listen to all the voicemails and uh, then respond to our favorite three or five, we'll see, um, in the next show. Um, so the number that you can call to be featured on next week's show is one 841 one two seven seven. Once again, our phone number is one eight five five eight four one one two seven seven. So if you go ahead and give that phone number a call, leave us a brief voicemail. We will uh, feature you if you have a good point in our next podcast. So anyway, hopefully oh, cool. that, that will have a good way to interact with some of our fans. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. That sounds great. Yeah, definitely. So um, on that note, I do mm-hmm. have a couple questions. Um, one from YouTube. Uh, I, I have okay. been watching your live streams and collecting good questions mm-hmm. that I think I haven't been answered well, and I'd like to see your opinion on it and maybe have a okay. little good discussion. Yeah, um, let's hear it. Do you think that Apple should add haptic keyboard support for iOS on an iPhone? Um, oh, yeah, that is a good question. Kind of like Android phones, you're able to tap the yeah. keyboard and you'll get like haptic feedback. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what's what's your opinion on that? That was asked there's by actually good. There's actually a couple apps that will do that. Um, that are third party keyboards that I've downloaded before, um, and they're and they're kind of cool. Uh, they I, I feel like they're a little bit glitchy. They don't provide haptic feedback at exactly the right time. So when you're typing. They're a little bit delayed. I'm sure if Apple implemented it, they would get it right. Um, and it's nice. I like having that kind of taptic feedback on a typing keyboard, but um, I feel like maybe it, maybe it's the battery or maybe they don't want their taptics going off constantly like that. It doesn't help it for some reason. Yeah. I'm not sure of the technical side of it, but I think that if they do it, it won't be on by default. Um, really, I think I think it'll be a behind the scenes option. That's like, okay, you know what? If you want it, it's there. But we want our iPhones to stay stay fine, and they probably are okay with the the clicky sounds that when your silencer is 
mm-hmm. off, um, they they still make that ticking sound. I'm guessing they just go with that. They've they've had Taptic engines for so long, and they've never turned that on. So I'm assuming there's some reason they don't want to do that. But yeah, I I would probably use it if they turned it if they made it an option to. But yeah, good yeah. question. Yeah, I kind of have a different opinion there on the uh, little clicky sounds. Oh, um, you don't like those? I'm a constant wearer of AirPods. And oh, when you okay. Type with AirPods, and the sound is unmuted. That's there's like true. a good half second to a second delay by the time you yeah. click the key and you hear the click, and that's just really mm-hmm. annoying. That's but fair. That's just me being OCD about everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. No, that's a good point. I didn't yeah, consider that. So. Yeah, it is definitely delayed there. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that'd be fun. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is all we have for this week. Sorry, it is a little short um, as far as uh, length, but we're hoping to be back next week with a lot of your guys' feedback and input. Yes, definitely. Call that number, people. We're excited. Yes, and once again, uh, that phone number is one eight five five eight four one two one seven seven. 855 841 You can call Talosev. We've got a hotline now. Uh-oh. No one's no one's gonna be picking up the phone live just so all those fans yeah. know. Yeah, no, it's you will be pre recording a voicemail. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well cool. All right. Does that wrap it up for this week then? I think so. Okay, everyone. Uh thanks for watching and we'll be uh I mean listening. <laughs> we'll be uh still up on YouTube, uh as you uh, as much as possible and I wanted to give a quick little Plug to Talos of Talks if you want more content, if one video a day isn't enough for you. Uh, we're trying to be more consistent with content over on the Talks channel. You can get blogs on there, too. So thank you guys for listening. And this is your Apple Sheep here, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.